Hello, I'm Tony Kerr and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast. We were excited last week to launch a new joint initiative with the Guernsey Sports Commission aimed at helping Islanders of all ages and abilities get involved in sport. Hopefully we do a good job of covering the competitive stuff in the paper and online, but the idea with this campaign is simply to show people who might not know exactly what is on offer through the island's clubs and associations, what the venues look like, the range of people already taking part, and how they might fit in. Combined with those videos, we'll also be bringing together all the key info into one place to make it as easy as possible to find out how and when anyone can get involved. Uh, To talk about the project i caught up with nikki will director of communications at the sports commission and steve sharman its relationship director not just that we touched on volunteering the sports mark scheme and why they think it's so important the work of the new development officers swimming and sea safety facilities development and some of the events they've got planned this summer Guys, thanks for coming in. Uh, great to see you. Sunshine uh, is a plenty at the moment. We're sort of ticking over, aren't we, from the winter seasons to the summer seasons? I mean, Steve, let me come to you first. Just from your perspective on your desk at the Sports Commission, um, what, what's sort of top of the pile at the moment in terms of your sort of summer focus? Uh, I think for me at the moment, uh, two sports are taking up my time, which are netball and fencing, in terms of supporting them with uh, their corporate governance and their operation and. Um, so that's taking up some time uh, working with our new development officers and especially Alan Jenner, who's our outdoor and adventurous development officer based around aquatic based activities. Uh, that's um, that's taking up a lot of time. And he's done some great work since being in post um, looking at a water safety strategy for Guernsey, where there, there never has been one before, but also working with every primary school. He's achieved that as part of a cultural enrichment program. Um, but yes, uh, looking looking forward um, to to the summer and um, those sports that cricket get their their opportunity to, to shine as well. So supporting how we can you know, support cricket within state schools as well as within, we know it's very strong at um, at Elizabeth College as well. So lots going on. We'll come on to some of those maybe in a bit more detail later on. Uh, Nikki, just from your perspective, um, yeah, really busy time it seems like uh, with the Sports Commission at the moment. This is Volunteers Week and I know you've got a um, a bit of an event plan to, to kind of celebrate the volunteers in sport. Yes, it's all about the events for me at the moment and um, yeah, with uh, National Volunteers Week, the theme being to say thank you. So we invited all our member sports to send a couple of their volunteers along to have afternoon tea and cake with us down at KG5 and really it gives us the opportunity to say a big thank you but also to recognise that without volunteers local sport just simply wouldn't happen and um, one thing that I would really like to achieve with the Sports Commission is an understanding of where our volunteers are, what they like, what they don't like, how they would like to be supported and perhaps if the Sports Commission can do something uh, better to support them, I'm thinking in terms of maybe uh, some qualifications or some um, other training courses but generally just to say thank you and uh, I would encourage all our sports out there to really 
really recognise just how much value our volunteers bring. In terms of what you're hearing from various sports, do we have enough volunteers? Uh, are there particular sports that are really short? I think um, we probably have enough uh, volunteers sort of on the ground. I think maybe where sports struggle uh, is particularly in board level positions. And obviously we're encouraging our sports to be as, you know, to have strong corporate governance. And that requires board members, board members with various experiences. It doesn't have to be sport. They could bring it from the finance industry, accountancy, whatever. Uh, but I think that's probably where our sports are struggling is to get get that professional experience uh, into, into the sport boardroom. That's really interesting because usually when you think of volunteers, you think of someone with a whistle in hand or, um, you know, sort of down on, on the sort of the core face getting sort of rained on and, and blown away, uh, you know, through the winter. But I mean, Steve, obviously you mentioned before about netball and what you've been doing there what why is that kind of corporate governance stuff so important well i think any for any organization um the the, the structure that you put in place um will determine whether it's successful successful or not and for you know for a long time sport has you know been seen as amateur especially sort of community and participation sport as being amateur so 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 it could have a an amateur approach to it but increasingly there are um hoops that you have to jump through in terms of welfare and safeguarding in terms of gdpr those sort of elements which which to run a successful organization you need people with a certain amount of acumen, but 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 you also need people with time and um, traditionally in guernsey you will have had somebody who husband and wife team or a couple of people who would have run an organization or run a club and would have done everything but the demands are a little bit greater and i think we at the commission uh, are um, looking to support those organisations. We're, we're a little bit of, of the of the issue because we're demanding more from our sports to make them their, the, the, the safest, the, the, the best run organisation they can be in any given day. Um, so that needs um, people with some time and people who understand what their, what their needs are. So um, yeah, it, it's looking for things around commerciality. It's looking for things around safeguarding and, 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 and welfare in terms of directors, chair people. But we're looking for innovative ways of how we can support as well um so working with businesses that that may be able to give some of some time up from their staff we're used to seeing businesses giving money having their logo on um banners and, and whatnot and shirts um but there's actually a way for businesses to get involved in perhaps ways they haven't already by just donating staff time i think um uh, a really interesting um angle is to look at recruitment actually for these businesses uh, we know it's a it's a difficult market to bring people to guernsey to work um, um, it's an expensive place to live, but actually, let's let's be more creative and let's say, okay, come come and work in Guernsey as an accountant. But two days a month, you're a qualified netball coach. Let's say two days a month, we will support you to work, uh, you know, within that sport. And I think that could be a really attractive way of bringing people to Guernsey with those sporting or coaching qualifications have a great work-life balance, bring their families, and and you know, we can offer something absolutely unique there. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, is it something that has to be done on a sport by sport basis? Or could you have some sort of central governance kind of resource, if you like, that the Sports Commission could provide? I think we have to be realistic. Um, you know, we're, we're still only um, a small organisation, but but we are here. Um, and if anybody listening to this um, thinks that they would like to chat through that as an opportunity, absolutely, we will do and we'll help in whatever way we can. Because Steve mentioned the 
sort of increasing demand that you guys put on sport. I suppose that, that's presumably wrapped up in Sportsmark, which is the accreditation scheme. Um, just explain what that's all about and I guess how it's going so far, because you've got quite a few sports on board. Sure. Um, well, Sportsmarks are um, our contribution to making Guernsey uh, a, a better uh, environment for people to participate. It's uh, based around good corporate governance, but but also what the core of any activity is that people feel safe and are looked after uh, and have qualified coaches. Tony, on, when, I, when I talk about Sportsmart, the way that I try and explain it is that if I go to any environment and, and meet some people, and I ask them to give me their, their mobile phone, their keys and their wallet for two hours, and I'm going to go away. They, they they probably wouldn't do it, but they're, they're quite happy to leave a family member in an environment which uh, maybe they're not 100% sure whether that person is a qualified coach, whether that coaching qualification is in date, whether they have a DBS check or safeguarding or, or whatever. And that's right. That's not just across sport. That, that, that's, that's known as the Guernsey way. And um, from our perspective, we want to contribute to the overall picture of Guernsey, making it a safer and, and, and better place to be. So with Sportsmark, it's been going now for uh, about 16 months. We have uh, probably 32, 33 organisations that have Sportsmark. And we probably have another 10 that are working towards it. What, what's that as a percentage of So the if you're looking number? at overall within the Sports Commission, we have 53 um, sports that we deal with. But if you if you break that down if you look at something like football then you know you have the clubs associated so we would offer sports mark to the guernsey football association through what's called the english football accreditation with the football association they offer that to their clubs and they are basically the arbiters of quality assurance for the clubs and then we will offer out north with the first club to receive sports mark for also their work they were doing around uh, anti-bullying so um we're looking probably overall if we got everybody uh, over the line in sports mark you're probably looking at about 120 organizations we gave ourselves to the end of 2023 to do that do i think we'll get there i think there'll be a few that that, that won't get there and um that's some challenging conversations that we've got to have but we're happy to have that sort of responsibility but um it's really been taken on very well by many of the sports they've enjoyed that responsibility and and we're, we're not a telling organization um so there's some wraparound care there's some strap you know sort of scaffolding to support them through through our staff as well so um they're not said but they're not told go and get this sports mark and then you're on your own it's working with us it's working with their national governing body and it's also supporting the states uh in some of their legislation they're trying to bring through so things like the discrimination act or the sexual offenses act how can we contribute to that because there are loopholes in guernsey which don't uh don't appear in the UK and so we have to be mindful of those as well. And does the sports mark status does that go beyond other jurisdictions beyond Jersey, the UK, or is it just is it bringing us actually kind of up to speed, up to date where we should be? Well, I think that the, the key thing for me is that understanding the environment of Guernsey, and so we can bring anything from anywhere in the world. We can learn from anywhere. Comparison, in my view, is an evil. So it's not about comparing with anyone else. It's saying what's right for Guernsey and what's right for our demographic. And if our demographic is aging, or the, if we understand the type of people that are participating, how are we making a, a sports mark that is relevant for each of those sports and relevant for the user groups that they're working with and that has to be constantly shifting and changing and 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 we have to be be aware of that so 
um, in terms of the UK, and just to give that example, um, for, for many years, uh, UK Sport had their uh, sort of club mark. Um, what they've done now is they've passed that over to individual sports. But individual sports have been been under lots of pressure since COVID. If you, you know, you only have to do a little bit of, of research on the internet to understand some sports, gymnastics, swimming, football have had some real issues uh, with, with, um, with, with, with sort of um, incidents of, of poor behavior, safeguarding welfare issues as well uh, between coaches. So um, from that perspective, there's a lot of pressure on those individual sports. And they just haven't got the departments to deal with it. So from our perspective, we want to say, okay, we're going to work with, uh, with, with our organizations, make sure they've got welfare officers in place, make sure they've got the right policies. And this is about not just pieces of paper, but it's actually actions as well. And it brings us neatly onto a new campaign that, that we're doing jointly with the Press and the Sports Commission. Nikki, just explain this um, from your perspective, get involved, which is something that um, we're going to be rolling out to clubs and organisations as they get Sportsmark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as Steve's explained, uh, you know, this is our quality assurance uh, mark, but we want to give something back to those sports to say thank you for sticking with us and, and for achieving uh, those high levels of, of governance. And as part of that, we're offering in partnership with the Guernsey Press, uh, that we will uh, make them a get involved video that we'll push out on social media. And essentially, that's um, just a, a bit of a marketing tool for them to um, encourage people to maybe give that sport a go if they haven't tried it before. Just give them the basic information about, um, you know, how you can get involved in that sport or that club, be you a junior, uh, an adult, somebody who wants to play for fun or, or indeed somebody who wants to go down the performance pathway or even volunteer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's lots of ways in, aren't there? I mean, I guess from our perspective, I, you know, I think it's quite nice because the pages of the or the sport pages of the Guernsey Press are obviously filled with normally people excelling um, in various fields uh, yeah here or much further afield so actually it's not always that obvious how you would go about getting into I don't know yeah various various kind of activities or clubs as you say just as a beginner as a junior um, yeah, as a parent looking to get your, your, your children involved yeah, and absolutely. Um, one of the main drivers of the Sports Commission is that, you know, we want more people to be more active more often. And, um, you know, we all we all live and breathe sport and we love it. But, you know, um, that's not to say that everybody in the community has that feeling. And some people may, may feel anxious about trying something new. And we want to try to break down those barriers. And, and you know, we would hope that all of our sports organisations will be welcoming new participants with open arms. And I think by working together with the Guernsey Press, I mean, you have a great reach across the whole of the community. Community, um, we can get those messages out there to say, come on, try it, give it a go. Yeah, we're really pleased to be involved and um, you can look out uh, for those videos. We've got boxing and table tennis videos uh, going live this week, so keep an eye out for those on social media. Um, there'll also be uh, lots of info on the Sports Commission website. Yeah, there'll be lots of information on the Sports Commission website. Um, just look for the Get Involved tab along the uh, along the top and um, you'll be able to access the different sports. So boxing and table tennis first, but um, yeah, hopefully a few more a couple of weeks down the line. Uh, so keep checking back. Yeah, absolutely. And Steve, from your conversations with sports, you know, you're in dialogue all the time, uh, sort of across the island. You know, are there lots of sports that are kind of crying out for, for new people to get involved? Yeah, I think there are. I think um, across all the ages, especially those that are multi-generational. Um, again, I talked about the demographic. The demographic of the island is that we're an ageing population. You know, we have 1,400 fewer 0 to 19-year-olds than around 2004. So we have to be cognizant of that and, and actually how many people can can participate at, a, at any one time. 
um, we, we, we're doing some great work with our PE teachers within secondary school to try and broaden that curric- those curriculum. And so children are getting lots of experiences of, of new sports, and uh, which, is, which is absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, sports always want to grow, and, but sometimes they, they need to grow at, at a pace which is that they, they can manage, so they have the, you know, the right coaches, the right individuals to, to be involved. And I think it's always... Um, quality over quantity Tony in terms of what a sport can offer this is not a race to how many people you've got we, we don't need to do that it's about it's about a quality offer to all of our all of our, our community and hopefully that campaign can help uh, shine a light on the ways in and the, the various opportunities that are there I mean for you guys when was the last time you tried a new sport and, and stuck with it or, or tried a new sport and found it particularly uh, engrossing uh, well I think uh, it's probably about two months ago uh, I tried paddle tennis for the first time my previous experiences of tennis were limited to school and I wasn't very good in fact I think all I was able to do was hit the ball against the wall Um, went to try paddle tennis found something that was way more enjoyable and actually a lot easier um, you know to to start as a complete beginner Um, looking forward to trying out sailing in a couple of weeks time I'm comfortable on the water but not under sail uh, so I'm always willing to give something a go. Uh, yeah, I, I tried out. Uh, I had a great experience a few weeks ago. I played uh, bowls uh, with Chris Dyer, who, as we know, is a legendary Marathi footballer, but also an outstanding bowler. And we're doing some work with him at the Guernsey Bowls Club. And uh, so I played him at bowls and uh, and beat him 21-20. I bet he didn't like that. Well, he didn't like that. <laughs> um, I have to add the fact that he I gave, he gave me a 19-point start. Um, and I won the first end and then didn't win any until right at the end and on the last uh, the last wood um but um chris was yeah he he was trying all sorts of things to uh, to win but uh, yeah i think if it had been zero zero at the start i would have lost by 21 to one <laughs> by some margin um well yeah that get involved uh, campaign launches this week so yeah keep an eye out um online on social media and in the pages of the guernsey press as well um in terms of your sort of other i guess ways of getting people involved in sport you mentioned the development officer stuff before and the, the some really interesting appointments and and kind of new areas that that concept is being taken into yeah sure so that the, the the last four that we've employed uh mandy hobart boxing development officer paul degare who's the guernsey velo club um amy fallais at netball and alan jenner who's um our outdoor and adventurous and they're all doing great work and and the interesting thing about about all four of them is they're having to approach it in different ways um to try and to, to try and work with the community in the way that their sport is doing i mean if you look at someone like alan jenner alan's got a a background uh, in stand-up paddleboarding um but the majority of his work at the moment is one white writing a water safety strategy for guernsey there never has been one so we're working in partnership with the Coast Guard and the RNLI. We know from quite a lot of our research that um, what people might think about Guernsey being a beach community isn't isn't true. Um, and there are a number of children who aren't accessing uh, beaches and, and some who are struggling with um, being actually able to swim, which is a, an entitlement through the curriculum. So we're trying to support that. Um, Alan just recently has worked with all year four through a cultural enrichment program set up uh, by the states to uh, to, to deliver an AquaSmart program, which actually encourages young people to uh, not only understand the, the dangers of, of the water, but to engage with it. And that's really, really important because if we're teaching people to swim in a pool, um, they're not understanding about riptides or, or tides themselves or wave movements or the coldness of the water. But we know that lots of our, some of our young people 
you know, peer group pressure will go jumping and will go into the sea. And, you know, the accessibility of a, of a blow up paddleboard, probably every, every uh, household in Guernsey has got one now. Um, so, so, we, so that, that's a great piece of work. And, and I think it, we, we need to be responsible because, you know, there is a, there is an issue with swimming at schools over here and we, we should be looking at a swimming strategy as well. And part of our role at the commission, you know, we are independent is to challenge in a professional manner. You know, we've done that before through our activate, through the activate plan for sport that was uh, agreed by the last state's uh, body. And in that, we did a facilities review. And uh, and as part of that, we identified, you know, some of the gaps that are there. And um, through our development officers, we want to ensure that, that everybody has access to a home for sport for each of those for each of those sports. Mandy Hobart, she sent me a video this morning. She's on holiday, but she sent me a video from the Gibraltar Boxing Club. She was actually taking a session there this morning on her holiday. Busman's so, holiday. Yeah, yeah, busman's holiday, exactly. And she's doing some fantastic work in in, in those margins, you know, those children with, with some children who are non-attendees, which are in social care, some one-to-one work. And there's some really great stories out there. So we want to be part of something that's linked up rather than just filling gaps. We want to be part of something that's linked up and, and make our contribution. And um, all of our development officers, not just those four, but right across all of our sports are playing their, playing their part. Yeah, and on that swimming issue, I mean, it seems so basic, doesn't it, in Guernsey, um, that, that yeah, every child should be comfortable and confident sort of going into the water. But on the schools front, obviously, you know, the situation in Alderney has been reasonably well publicised about the pool there, um, a, a sort of wasted resource or, or, or one that never really came online. Um, and likewise, it seems like pools are going, sort of woefully underused in Guernsey as well? Yes, I, I think if you had a blank piece of paper, um, you wouldn't be designing uh, the, the offer that we have with swimming pools as you have at the moment. And there, there are reasons behind that. But we have pool, you know, if I, if I think about how you make a swimming pool pay, it's probably take all the water out of it and use it for storage because that's the only way you're ever going to make a swimming. It's a life skill. And once you create a swimming pool, you have to understand how to operate it and how to maintain it. And we have examples where that hasn't happened. And, and swimming pools aren't cheap. And, and, and we have a lot of primary schools that have their own swimming pools. We have the two new secondary schools in Le Bocan and uh, St. Sampson's that have theirs. Um, but are they utilised in the best possible way that they possibly can be? And is this driven by commerciality or is it driven by that we want to deliver a life skill? The, 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 the cultural enrichment programme that's allowing us to work with all of year fours across primary schools is certainly helping. But we did, we've never had a water safety strategy. So the fact that we are writing that, the fact that we are trying to engage in through regulator activities, schools get children engaged in the sea is really very important. But as our facilities review highlighted, um, we that the island needs to not build facilities for today. They need to build them for the future, and they have to understand how they're going to be used. And that's that, that's incredibly important. It's not just a case of putting something up and they will come. You have to have a clear why you're building something and actually how it's going to be used and how it's going to link through the community. And it's it's usually using the vehicle of a sport to get different messages over. And a lot of those are, are life skills. And within swimming, that's incredibly important because, you know, I'm not going to take 
somebody telling me, well, tell me the last time that a child drowned on Guernsey before we put a water safety strategy in place. That is not acceptable. You know, we, we need to link all the pieces together to ensure that we are delivering for our community. And I think that's our responsibility and we're happy to have it. And in terms of that facilities development, I mean, it does seem like there's a, there's a hell of a lot either going on or maybe going to happen in the near future, particularly at the Osway. Um, that's uh, obviously you know, one of the kind of high profile sites under development and with plans under consideration. Um, I mean, from the Sports Commission's perspective, is what's planned for there right at the moment? And it, uh, is it something that you guys have had a close eye on? I think we have. We've been very fortunate. We've been included in in many conversations. Um, Guernsey has a great deal of expertise uh, within the uh, operation and the delivery of of uh, and and the building of of sports facilities. So um, the states have um, kindly um, allowed us to to contribute and and tapped into that resource. And we are um, we are confident that. Um, um, our, our strategic aim of having a home for every sport will come through with the sports as Osway. Um, you know, it's so important that when we talk about community use of facilities, it's not just the participation element. It's those, the, the, the people who are coming as spectators. It's the coaches. It's people who are involved around the periphery because that is also the community and they can get involved. So the thing that is so needed in Guernsey in terms of an indoor space, and I think we're really well provided for outdoors, uh, but an indoor space are bleacher seatings, people that can sit on the floor and watch the activity. And we have courts at the Osway for basketball and for volleyball specifically with the right height of roof, the right amount of runoffs that they can be utilised by those sports at a level that you know will allow um, those sports to to develop in terms of the, the quality that they want to play, whether that be local or, or off island or island games. So it's been great to be involved in those conversations. Yeah, well, that's really good to hear. Um, Nikki, just come back to to kind of what's on your agenda event-wise this summer, because you've got a few other things coming up, including a convention to, to get um, some more young girls involved in sport. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of research that says that girls, when they get into their teenage years, disengage from sport. Um, and uh, we are going to be holding a Girls Get Active convention uh, where we're going to have around uh, 60 year nine girls from uh, all of our state secondary schools come along and have a day with us and some inspirational female coaches and hopefully try something new. Uh, Steve's already mentioned Mandy. She's going to be coming along and running a boxing session. Uh, We're going to finish the day with a yoga session. We'll do some dance, hopefully a bit of girls' cricket. But the real aim of the day is to give those girls confidence that there is a sport out there for them. Uh, They can keep maybe keep fit at home. They don't necessarily have to go to a gym. So we're hopefully going to be giving them some of those sort of strength and conditioning tips that they could do at home on their own and uh, we just want them to have a a really enjoyable day with us and also as part part of that day we're going to try and dig a bit deeper and find out how they feel about sport maybe sport at school why they don't do it outside of school and perhaps other sports they would really like to try so I'm looking forward to that Um, and we're also currently planning now for our utmost community sport fun day Uh, which is on September the 3rd at Somray Park. Um, Looks like we're going to have 20 plus sports, some new ones in there. Uh, I shall keep those uh, secret for now. 
But um, that's a fantastic day to see all members of the family come along. And you, we've been so lucky with the weather in, in recent years. But just come along and have fun playing sport as a family. Um, and uh, yep, that's really looking forward to that one. Um, so that's going to keep me busy for the next couple of months, I think. Yeah, in terms of the way you're going to get people engaged, um, Steve said before, this idea of sort of build it and they will come. Is it is it actually about reaching out like you've done to the, the Year 9 girls and, and actually inviting them in uh, and engaging that way? I think it's very much about uh, reaching out and looking and uh, talking to people, starting conversations and saying, uh, what would you like to do? What are the barriers to you actually taking part? What can we do to make you feel welcome, um, to give you an enjoyable experience of sport? Because I think that's the absolute key. If they come along and enjoy it, they'll come back. And so working with our sport development officers, working with our member sports, supporting them, but also with our community. And, you know, I would say to any members of the community, if there's something you would like to try and, and for whatever reason you feel nervous or you, you feel there's a barrier, contact us and, and hopefully we can find a way of supporting you into that activity. Um, you know, we're working now with um, uh, members um, who uh, have got disabilities. So we're looking at running some specific sessions for sort of 11 to 18 year olds during the summer holidays, trying a few of our new sports. Um, again, if those are successful, um, we'll look to roll that out um, a bit wider. Um, we recently had a very successful um, climbing session for visually impaired children, young people and adults, and that went really well. And that's also really, really good professional development for our coaches as well, knowing that sometimes you have to do things a little bit differently depending on the person who comes through the door. Yeah, brilliant. And for the sports commission as a whole, obviously you've had some big projects in the last few years, the Activate strategy, um, I suppose getting these new sports development offices uh, in place. What, what's the sort of next 12 to 18 months look like? Is it kind of consolidating that progress or is there any sort of exciting tidbits that you can, uh, you can give us? I would say that Activate is still unfortunately perhaps at its infancy um, due to covid and, and and other delays we're still at the start of that journey uh, but we've published our up-to-date uh, our, our updated action plan uh, we've got some ambitious targets that that we want to reach but um, those overarching objectives of activate are absolutely we live and breathe that every single day and that really is about more people more active more often breaking down those barriers uh, to people participating in sport supporting performance sport as well i mean we've got the commonwealth games in a few weeks time I know I'll be glued to my television watching I think you'll probably be there yourself um, but again you know let, let's feel inspired let's watch what's going on um, I think there's a huge untapped uh, area in Guernsey for parasport let's get some of our um, parasport athletes with a uh, you know um, a classification let's get them competing at the highest level it should be possible and, and we really need to see that happening yeah, is that something that's realistic, Steve? Yeah, I think it. I think it really is realistic. Again, I talked earlier about uh, the expertise that we have at our disposal on the island, and um, if that's um, really sort of cultivated in the right way and, and supported, then um, yeah, I think anything is possible. The the island is 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 small enough to do to do many things because you know it's easy access to get anywhere. Uh, we've got to work hard to make sure everything is accessible, um, but. Um, yeah, I think that the next 18 months is really exciting for, for the whole of our community. I'm particularly looking forward to work uh, that we're doing around um, social prescribing, work we're doing with older age groups, how we're helping with mental health and the social care system. Um, so those sports that 
traditionally um, have found it quite difficult to engage with non-participants, but through walking football, walking netball, some great work being done in table tennis and bowls, um, we've got some we've got some opportunities to really ensure that um, our environment and our community are, are well catered for. That's great to hear. Well, thanks very much for coming in and telling us all about it. Lots going on, lots to keep track of, and lots to enjoy over the next few months. Um, yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony.